Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. Today, we've got a good one for you. But before we get into it, just a quick word from our sponsors, Dudex. So Dudex is a new cryptocurrency derivatives trading platform that aims to provide a fair and professional experience for its users. With third-party market makers and no exchange token or internal trading desks, Dudex creates transparency and puts the customers first. A couple of the features on Dudex include 100x leverage trading, perpetual swaps without expiry date and daily settlement, 100,000 TPS per contract, and most importantly, no KYC. That's right, every crypto trader's favorite words, no KYC. Sign up with the link in the description below to start trading today and receive up to $100 in free Bitcoin when you make your first deposit. Happy trading, guys. Before we get started, I just want to remind you to hit the subscribe button below so that when I update each podcast and I upload them, you'll get notified immediately and you can listen to these episodes as soon as they're out. Um, But now let's get to the show. This is episode 52 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles. And today, I have one episode that I've been extremely excited to get out. I've been building hype around it on Twitter. Uh, A lot of people have reached out in DMs asking me to get this episode out, and it's finally happened. I'm sitting down with Art Not Found, and we're going to be talking about selling on Amazon. Now, I know this isn't strictly a crypto entrepreneurs or like a crypto business, but Art first bought Bitcoin in like 2012. His pin post mentions the 2013 top where Bitcoin hit around $1,000. So he really knows how to identify these trends early. And he's been doing, you know, Amazon selling and fulfillment by Amazon for a very long time now. Uh, So he's quote unquote an expert in the field. uh, And I'm really excited to talk to him. So let's get into it. So Art, before we really get into the Amazon selling and how to be successful selling on Amazon, uh, can you just talk to us about your background and what you were doing before you found cryptocurrencies and then talk to us about, you know, when you found cryptocurrencies? Because I see your pin post. It has a mention of the, you know, Bitcoin breaking $1,000 in 2013. Uh, So just a little background before we really get into it. Yeah, right on, man. So... Pretty much, I was just going to school. I was going to a local community college, being a nerd. I really had no idea uh, what I wanted to do in life. Um, just kind of meandering through it, working like dead end jobs. Um, was into like the rave scene. So uh, obviously, found uh, the Silk Road, got involved uh, with Bitcoin through that pretty much in 2012. Um, you know, I can. I'm, I'm sure other people can attest to the amount of Bitcoin that they had at one point that they no longer have. Um, and yeah, that, that is true. True. In my case, uh, blew so much Bitcoin on random drugs and shit like that, uh, which is stupid in retrospect, but you know, that kind of is what drove the adoption of it. Um, so yeah, basically I was just like kind of using Bitcoin to buy shit on the Silk Road. Um, with friends, we would like do like large purchases in groups. Um, and like did that a few times. And eventually I kind of was like, you know, this, like this currency seems like there's, there's something to it. Like, it seems like it could be a good vehicle for investment. Um, so, you know, 
uh, my other friends were like, oh, that's dumb, dude. Don't like that seems stupid. This shit can go to zero, blah, blah, blah. I think Bitcoin was at like $16 at the time. Like we were doing all this shit. Um, and I kind of was, I kind of was like, believe them. I guess peer pressure. I was like, yeah, you're right. Shit's a scam, whatever. Um, so fast forward, that was like 2012. Fast forward like a year or so. Um, I was like, I, I started buying more like on occasion, but I was using it at the same time. Like I would buy Bitcoin, it would go up and then like I would sell it to like fund my lifestyle. Like I, I wasn't, you know, banking on this as a long-term thing. I was using it to, you know, pretty much support myself. Um, kind of forgot about Bitcoin for a little bit between like 2014 to 2015. I started uh, working for this uh, startup photo booth company um with friends basically we uh became pretty big uh players in new york city doing a lot of corporate events working with like major players like adult swim we did a couple comic-con photo booths for them like with uh rick and morty shit that was pretty cool uh worked for uh did client stuff with nike lisa mattresses i don't know if you, if you know lisa mattresses um they're like those mattresses that show up to your house in like a box or whatever yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I like, actually had one at one yeah, point. Yeah. They were like the first ones to do that kind of like mattress in a box shit or whatever. Um, so, yeah, then like there were, uh, we were on a work vacation in Puerto Rico. I was sit- we were sitting there, like my group of friends, looking at the sunset. And my one uh, friend who's he made millions off of that 2017 run um, was like, yeah, you know, I think I'm just going to start like buying Bitcoin. I think it's a good time to buy Bitcoin. And Bitcoin was at 250 a coin at this point. So that is when I pretty much started just doing weekly buys on Bitcoin. Um, and I really haven't stopped since. Um, so you can then flash forward to early 2017. At this point, um, I kind of just moved to focus full time on crypto. And that worked out pretty well for me. I would say it was like March. 2017 um bought some ripple that shit went really fucking high for me uh what else did i make big money on uh ethereum i bought ethereum at eight dollars bought a shitload of it uh sold that near the top i think i sold like most of my ethereum at 800 um be- before it hit like a thousand i got out and i was like kind of kicking myself in the ass but in retrospect <laughs> that, that was a good that was a good time to sell yeah man um yeah, so I mean, right now I'm kind of just chilling. I'm a Bitcoin maximalist, pretty much now. I went through the altcoin shit. I know people like, like hang on to like alts and like, oh, this this coin's gonna change the world. This is the next Bitcoin kind of thing. But they're all fucking scams, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's like a couple bags I have. I have um, Tezos and I have um, Hot, which I think those are like two of the only coins that i really see a big promise in besides bitcoin there we um, go so no Ethereum. but i mean you know right now there i mean go. i don't know maybe in the future yeah. i don't know what happens crazy interesting story uh you're yeah. probably i think you're of my guess you were one of the earliest to buy bitcoin uh, you mentioned it in 2012, you were buying drugs online. That seems to be what everyone was doing who bought in yeah, you know, 20, yeah. 2011, 2012. Um, and that's then that's like how so many people got into it was through 4chan. Yeah. And, and just being like, oh, you can buy drugs online? Like, oh, shit. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Be, like, fucking, 
You need to buy this like fucking Bitcoin shit to get it. And like the funny, the other funny thing was like, it was so tricky to buy Bitcoin back then, dude. Like in 2012, I had to literally, it was the sketchiest shit. You had to like send money to this address. You had to go and use MoneyGram. So you like had to, and I don't know if like MoneyGram is even still a thing at this point, but it's uh, basically like a, I guess like a wire transfer service. You basically, yeah. so they're in like CVS and like Walgreens. It's like a red phone. You go to this like red phone and like initiate the transfer. It's like, it was like the sketchiest shit at the time. We thought it was like so sketchy. But it's crazy to see like how far and like how easy it is now to just like fucking log on Coinbase, whatever the fuck you want to do, Cash App, and just like fucking buy Bitcoin. It's crazy. Yeah, it's absurdly easy. Like Cash App has made it so easy. the easiest thing to buy. You, most people already have a Cash App account. You can literally just hit buy Bitcoin and you've got it. Um, but fast forward a couple years from when you were buying drugs online and, uh, I think it was a year later or so you were like, Oh, you know, I could see this being an investment. Your friend said, no, you know, this is sketchy. I wouldn't invest my money in this, just use it to buy drugs. Um, and so you were like, yeah, okay, fine. And then I guess a year or so later, another one of your friends you were hanging with was like, I'm going to start investing in this. You decided I'm going to do the same thing. That was at 250. Um, so it, it, you have just seen, you know, pretty much the entire history of Bitcoin. You've been very early on this. Uh, you said you own a couple other bags, but other than that, you've kind of been through the motions and understand that most of these are scams or they're not going anywhere. They've got a lot of promise, but you don't see anything about it. Um, yeah, I mean, not to, not, not to just rule that like, yeah, this shit could, like, scams pump the hardest is, like, the saying. So, like, yeah, like, I don't know, fucking Jesus coin could go up 10,000% in the next bull run. Like, 2017 was, like, pretty unprecedented, where, like, I think a lot of people that came into this, like, space that, like, I hate to say that term, the space. <laughs> like, a lot, a lot of people that came in in, like, late 2016, early 2017 were just, like, disillusioned. And I know most now, most of those people are probably hardened like Bitcoin maximalists because they lost all their fucking money because they didn't sell, which a lot of my friends that were like telling me not to get involved like way back in the day, you know, they're like, they all bought Ethereum at like 50 bucks because they were like, yo, this shit's going up. Kyle, should we buy this shit? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, buy it. Like, but, but you know, like those people didn't have the foresight to, to see into what like what was to come i guess you know it was just like such a weird thing at the time it was like what is this like internet fake internet coin money you know yeah yeah it, it was pretty hard to see that this was going to be as big as it was mm -hmm. um but you got in early i'm pretty stoked because you talked about buying ethereum at eight dollars which is right around where i bought it so I, I, I feel a little better about, you know, myself and getting in somewhat early. Um, but big congratulations, man. Uh, it sounds like you've, you know, killed it throughout your history uh, buying cryptocurrencies. Um, and Cryptocurrency is great. It's, it's really allowed me to um, kind of just like do what I want, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, definitely freed up some time. Um, definitely. So, you know, kind of going off this topic of getting in on trends early, uh, can we now get it? It's the reason I wanted to bring you on for this episode, uh, because you said you've been selling on Amazon for quite a while, and it's recently blown up over the past couple years. 
you know, everyone's trying to sell on Amazon. A lot of people are making a shit ton of money doing it. So can you just give us, you know, like a high level overview of, you know, how it works um, and some of the different um, options, I would say, that entrepreneurs have when jumping on Amazon? Because there's a couple different routes you can go. Uh, so if you could just do like high level first and then we'll really get into it after that. So essentially, uh, Amazon has, uh, you know, two different channels that you could sell through. There's Amazon FBA, which is fulfilled by Amazon, people that don't know. Um, basically, you ship your stuff to Amazon. It sits in their warehouse. They they deal with the whole CRM, like the customer relationship management side of that. There's also Vendor Central, which uh, I started working with Vendor more recently. Um it's not as good as the FBA seller central side. Um, uh, well, I guess I should also say seller central is kind of the same as FBA seller central. You'd be selling the items yourself, doing all the shipping and stuff yourself. FBA, you're going to get that prime badge with your products. Uh, Amazon handles all that stuff. Uh, vendor is more so um, something I was doing with the company here. It was recently consulting with where they manufacture all their own products. So, uh, they sell through vendor because it's cheaper. Uh, basically, vendor is when Amazon uh, buys the product from you. Um, so, but I'll circle back and say uh, pretty much anybody can list products for sale on Amazon. Um, unless there's like a brand that has tight distribution controls over the product, uh, it's really not going to be odd for you to find dozens or hundreds of people reselling the same product on Amazon. Um, so basically what that does is creates price competition. Um, and then that will kind of, you know, uh, bring, bring in like, uh, more, a uh, more advertised, like manufacturers suggested retail pricing policies, uh, to divert products at lower margins, just to get some of those out of holding on a particular brand. Um, some of the, so some of the brands that I was working with were exclusive. Some were not. Um, if you kind of own your own brand, let's say for example, uh, one of the companies I was selling with was doing coffee. They were doing their own roasting, uh, selling the bags online. Um, and that was something that this company was doing before Amazon introduced their own line of coffee. Um, so they're doing FBA, um, which makes sense because you wouldn't want to be selling directly against Amazon's own coffee uh, line, basically as a seller, you'd want to be doing FBA. Um, so to circle back here, Amazon basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is Amazon kind of sets the their own rules in its marketplace. Like they have the advantage of collecting a massive amount of like the customer search, the purchase data, and then they only share, they'll only share a minimal amount of that with you so that basically gives amazon like the first first party business so like amazon retail which is private label is a huge advantage of picking winners over and over when targeting products you know that they should sell in the marketplace um to continue there amazon retail will always win the buy box um if you're not familiar with what the buy box is so basically when you go to amazon and you go to add something to your cart um, if you're winning the buy box on a product, that means that when the, when the consumer goes to add it to their cart, 
uh, that they click that add to cart button, it's pulling from you, not like the 15 other people that are selling the same product at a different price. Um, so that's also circles back to like, you know, having to figure out your margins and your costs. And, you know, the one client I'm working with right now is like, so he, he's so, um, caught up on trying to have the best margin when the buy box constantly, he'll be like waking up at three in the morning to lower the price by a cent just to make sure that he's still winning the buy box on these products. Um, so yeah, I mean, if, if you're competing head to head with like, an Amazon product, it's likely you're not going to get many sales, uh, given that Amazon is going to win the buy box. They also have like a really sophisticated pricing software, as I was saying, which lowers the price to match prices against those competing sellers. So like Amazon retail is content not making any money and they'll even lose money on a sale. That's not competing with the seller just to, just to win it. So it's really, you really have to find, products that you know people aren't selling or there is really good uh like margins on or you know just something that is a good niche that not many other people are taking advantage of um basically bottom line competing directly on like amazon listings for retail is not going to be an effective business model long term so you you really you really got to use fba um like for example, when a seller has a comparable like fulfillment capabilities of its own, the FBA advantage basically grants Amazon's effort to ensure the highest quality and consistent shopping for experience for Amazon customers. So like when a seller on Amazon gets orders, does not own the customer relationship management, CRM, which I had mentioned before, um, capabilities, like almost all the expertise and technology is pretty much, I would say like irrelevant for uh, customers generated through the Amazon marketplace. So basically you, it's really your responsibility to secure distribution. And like Amazon really makes that clear. Um, like the exclusivity of the brand is to secure its distribution. So in regards to that, if you're a brand selling on Amazon, like, and this is an experience I've had many times selling on there is that they don't give a shit about you pretty much like case in point amazon does not give a shit about you like if you have a if you have a brand um so one of the big brands i'm working with uh they manufacture toilets sinks all types of ceramic bath like hardware um kitchen sinks like kitchen and bath fixtures pretty much um they're their own company um they you know uh, their brand, they have a brand, um, registry account, which is important. I can talk about that later. Um, they have a brand registry account with Amazon. Um, but you know, it's still really difficult when people try to undercut you and sell your shit, they'll buy your shit from you wholesale and they'll try to resell it at a lower price. And, you know, Amazon, it's really hard to get Amazon to like cut that shit out. Um, basically. So, that's another thing that's like is a kind of a, a thorn in the side of this whole thing. Like if you have a good product, you can have a good product, but like you got to be able to pivot to other stuff. Like you can't just like, I mean, I, this might be, I don't have an experience with it, but this might be, you know, if you have one, like a revolutionary new thing, like that you can make a lot of money on that you don't have to worry about other people stealing 
that that might work for you, but you got to diversify. And I think this goes for saying with anything, you got to be able to diversify your like product line. You know, you can't just like bank on one thing and expect that not to get like ripped off pretty much. Like the co- some of the companies that I'm working with, they don't even associate their own brand with Amazon. They will literally have a like separate brand just to sell on Amazon. I'm working with like a cannabis company and like they manufacture stuff here in the United States. Um, you know, they, they resell a lot of stuff. They have, they're, they work very closely with raw papers. They're like the top, like raw papers actually like recommends you go to this guy to buy the stuff. Um, he, he has an entirely different brand that he's selling with on Amazon. Um, just to circumvent the, the whole, like bullshit that is Amazon in a sense. Um, but pretty much like also too, you got to think about, you're going to be pretty much required to, you know, it's, it's easy. You could start out on Amazon with a low budget, you know, kind of get your gra- gra- ground there. Um, but like, you're going to have to start answering if you, when you start to inevitably blow up, you're going to have to really focus on, you know, focusing on Amazon's like inquiries, customer inquiries, that kind of thing. Um, I guess I'm jumping a little bit ahead because that is a whole different animal with like, uh, ads running ads and, uh, you know, reviews and that kind of thing, which is a whole nother subject we can get into. But, um, basically, yeah, I mean, you're pretty much cemented by Amazon to, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, like, be on top of that shit. Um, so that's kind of like a brief, like overview, I guess, of, of FBA for me, at least like what, with what I've been doing. Um, I know other people, you know, might have some more success. It, it really depends on your, like where you're selling on. Like I've been successful on the FBA side, vendor side is new to me. Um, you know, so I don't know if Charles, maybe you can speak more to, the vendor side, the seller side. I know you're doing some FBA stuff. Um, what do you think? Yeah, so I mean, I, I think the best intro, because I kind of wanted this to be an intro episode, and I think the best intro on you know getting your feet wet with Amazon is selling through FBA. Uh, just because you can like pick up a relatively small amount of product, you can send it off, you can kind of see how the fee structure works, how you get undercut. Um, and you know, I, there was a lot that you went over there because there's a lot to Amazon selling. So I kind of just want to, you know, maybe focus in a little bit here. Um, for somebody who's brand new, they haven't ever sold on Amazon, you know, let's just talk about kind of the very simple process on getting started. Uh, cause there's a couple different ways that you can, you know, source your products. Um, but for someone who's brand new, you know, what's a good way to get their feet wet with this? Right. So obviously you're going to want to open as an Amazon selling account, which is pretty easy. Um, you can choose between either selling as a professional or selling as an individual. I would honestly recommend obviously start as an individual. Uh, they charge like 99 cents per sale, I think. Yeah, it's it's um, it's 99 cents yeah. per sale. And then yeah. I think the professional, the professional is 40 bucks 40. a month. Yeah, right, right. So um, you basically fill out your like required information. Um, something important to note is you should use your personal information. Don't try to like 
you know, don't be an idiot. Use your real information if you're actually going to sell. Um, your personal tax info, social security number, all that stuff. Um, you can also sell on Amazon from outside the U.S. Um, just, I don't know if, you know, probably some international people that might be interested in this. Um, you know, you obviously use your home address, phone number. Um, and then you probably, if you're in the United, uh, you would need an U.S. EIN number, um, which you can get on IRS form SS-4. That's kind of important to note too. Um, and then you're pretty much like set to go on to sell on Amazon. Um, it's very easy to set up an account on there. The hard part is like finding what to sell and how do you find a profitable product to sell. Yeah. That's really the hard part. So I, I think for anyone who's listening, you know, this is kind of just like the bare bones, but like, you know, at home, if you're at home, get your account set up and then you can download the Amazon app. Uh, this This is like, you can go through items, you can scan them, you can see what they're selling for on Amazon. So like, right. say, say you got some books at home, right? You can go through, you can scan each one individually, you can see how much it's selling for, you'll get an idea for what the fees are. Um, and then if you're doing some sort of fulfillment by Amazon, just you know scan all your books, get them uploaded, uh, you can ship them all off together, or it, like the Amazon does their thing where they'll tell you where to ship it. Ship off some books, let it sit in the Amazon warehouse. I mean, books are extremely hard to sell. There's like no profit in books for small time sellers, but it'll give you some sort of idea on, you know, how the logistics of it work, how getting it to Amazon works, uh, how fast products sell. You'll see that people will quickly undercut your price. Um, so this is kind of just a way to get your feet wet, you know, scan some items in your home, see what the fees are send it yeah. off to Amazon. I, I think that's like the best way to get started. It's what I did when I originally got started. Um, a little, yeah, here's a little, uh, like this is like kind of my rule if you're getting started, find something that's selling between $21 to like, I don't know, 150 or 200, small, light and easy to ship. Uh, something that sells like 10 or more per day. Minimum, like I would say like, I don't know, 51, 60% profit margin and sell it to two to three X the cost. And it has under 150 reviews. Like if you can find a product in that category, then you're, you know, that's a good start. Everyone's going to be able to do that obviously, but no, I know. was going to say that's kind of like the Holy grail right there. So <laughs> Well, I'm coming from this from like a little bit of a high level with the people that I, I sell for on Amazon. So maybe I'm coming at this a little bit too high. But yeah, I mean, anyone can get started selling on Amazon. Um, it really, you know, if you like, I would say, I don't know, what do you think is like a good budget to start with to have to sell products on Amazon? Like if you're going to start sourcing a product to sell, what would you what would you say? I see. I, I just had enough money to throw at it. But like I. Exactly. I, I don't know. Exactly. It, it, it's tough. You're at the bank to start. Yeah. Sure. I like, I'm trying to think of like, you know, bare minimum, like you could do it with a few hundred dollars and start super small. Um, but I mean, it really, it, most people do it. Exactly. Uh, I mean, like I, I was willing to throw, you know, a few thousand dollars away just learning. 
Um, but I think, you know, you can really make this work with pretty much any budget. Um, so I, I, I don't want to put like a specific number on it to discourage some people from maybe getting into it because, you know, this really can be for anyone if you can make it work. Um, yeah, I would say, I would say you probably like mod, like, yeah, probably modest. You would need like to get started, maybe like 250 to like 500 bucks. Exactly. If you wanted to do a little bit of a bigger operation, a couple thousand dollars, but I think you really should start small, um, learn how it works, take your time, grow slowly. I feel like a lot of people just jump into it. They really just, you know, go dive head first and make a lot of mistakes. And I think those can be easily avoided if you just start small and start slow. Um, absolutely. One little side note here. Um, that's a great way to get your feet wet, uh, that I want to talk about is, um, oh shit, what's it called? Hold on. Um, this like retail arbitrage, I don't know if you want to talk about it or if you have any experience, but I think this is a great way for people to get started. Um, you can elaborate if you want, if not, I can, I can kind of go into it. Yeah, I'll let you go ahead there. Cause I'm kind of from the, uh, like established, I work more, work more with established brands that need help selling. So I'm not, I'm not that in the know with that. I have a couple of friends that do that. And, um, I'll get into that later on when we talk about maybe some, uh, you know, pro, uh, I guess, uh, apps or, uh, websites that can help you with that kind of thing. There uh, but go. if you want to take that, yeah, go for it. Yeah. This is like the stupidest easy way to get involved. And it's something that I saw on the news a very long time ago. These people, I don't know if you guys all know of Trader Joe's for everyone who's listening, but what they would do is they would go into the Trader Joe's, they would buy the everything but the bagel seasoning. It's like 99 cents or like a couple dollars at Trader Joe's. If you go now, it's, you know, the margins are much lower. But if you went on Amazon a while ago, you would see that it was selling on Amazon for like, nine dollars or like you know eleven dollars or something like that so what these people were doing was they would buy in bulk from the trader joe's they would ship them off to the amazon warehouse and people would order them online and they're making you know 50 cents per little package of seasoning and they were doing such high volume that i think they profited over a million dollars in the year before the you know they broke the news and like went online and talked about it Uh, but so what you can do is you can pretty much just go into any store. You can find items in that store. You can check it on Amazon and you can see, okay, if it's selling for X amount of dollars higher with, you know, the fee that Amazon takes, can I make some profit? Uh, the couple things you need to check are like the fee, how much it costs to send off to Amazon. Um, and then like any of your kind of smaller costs that go into it. Um, but I think this is a really easy way for people to understand how selling on Amazon works and really see how competitive the market is. Um, and I was doing a little bit of this when I first started every now and again, I will still do this. Like right now it's Christmas toys are going like crazy on Amazon. So it's like, you could, you could hit up, you know, your Walmart, you can find some great deals at Walmart on some toys. Christmas is coming up. Eventually big box stores do run out and then people are going frantic online and they're selling for like three, four times the price that you bought it for. 
So for anyone who's listening who wants to get like an intro lesson on Amazon selling, I think that would be a great place to start and it's relatively cheap. You can take as little or as much money as you want, buy the product, ship it off. Um, But that was just a little side note to kind of selling on Amazon and getting your feet wet. But um, I kind of want to, you know, pivot from that and I kind of want to go into more detail on, you know, actually sourcing products, finding them. Uh, Like, how do you find items to sell on Amazon? What do you know that's hot? Um, Give us a little rundown on market research. So for that, I really like this tool uh, called Viral Launch. Um, Viral Launch basically will let you uh, find like it will give you competitor intelligence uh it will let you look at keywords it will let you split tests like total market intelligence tool i can't um i can't not recommend this tool enough um basically they have an entire uh system that will i don't know how they do honestly they're 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 crazy but they let they basically give you like all the untapped markets to find like thousands of unique things that are underselling or, you know, maybe not selling enough or there's, there's room there to come in and make profit on. Um, I really can't get over this tool. Uh, I'm, I'm obsessed with, I think I told you about it a while ago. Like, so my, my one buddy who actually, uh, is into crypto, he, he started using this and he was just like selling, I forget what he, what item it was, but he found this, like, I think it was like, uh, some sort of like toy or gadget that there was like almost no competition for. And he was able to source it, uh, which we can talk about later too. I mean, sourcing, I would say, uh, you want to look at, at China. That's probably the cheapest and easiest way to get in. I mean, obviously, like made in America stuff is going to be a little bit di- more difficult unless you're, you know, doing entry level stuff. But uh, he was able to find uh, this this gadget on Alibaba. He was able to negotiate with them, which is another thing we could talk about negotiating with people in China to try to get shit for cheaper. But uh, he was able to find this and sell it on Amazon, and he made like a hundred grand, like in a year, just selling this like stupid little thing. I, I, so I mean, there's like opportunity, but yeah. I mean, it's like to, to like you. I I would suggest using tools to help you, which is why I think maybe I highballed the budget to getting started there. Which like if you have a few grand that you can throw to get started, like this tool is gonna be like your like holy grail. Like it's 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 crazy how good this tool is. I can't can't not recommend it enough. It's called Viral Launch. So good. I really appreciate that. I I think for some of the more experienced users, I think viral launch is absolutely crucial. Even as a newbie, dude, like it's, they have very, very, like they have quite a few plans. Like, I mean, it's from beginner to like expert level. Uh, I think the beginner starts at like $50 a month. Super cheap. Um, For entry level people who want to try to like launch their first products on Amazon. Yeah, um, that's perfect. Uh, all the way up to like, for me, where I'm working with like brands that, you know, want to maximize their organic and pay-per-click profit type stuff. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend this tool. Uh, what what do you, what have you been using to find to like source, you know? 
Uh, so it's been, you know, a couple different things. I, I've been really just like, I, I spend a lot of time online. So I spend a lot of time just reading news articles and following trends. It like, I want to say my selling on Amazon is very just natural and small time. I don't use any tools. I'm kind of just, you know, trying to pick up on trends, trial and error, kind of throwing paint at the wall and hoping something sticks. Um, which has probably not been the most beneficial way to do it, but I think it's given me an idea of you know how these trends come about, what starts getting hot early, uh, versus you know using all of these more sophisticated tools. Um, and it's it's you know not this isn't my only full time thing. I'm working on a couple other things, so it's kind of more you know slow starting, not really working on it too much. <laughs> Which is, you know, not the best way to do it, obviously, but I've got, you know, so many different irons in the fire right now that it's like, it's more of a mellow thing. Um, But okay, so there were a couple things that you talked about there that I do want to go into a little bit more detail on. Uh, And the first is, okay, so you find your product. Next, you want to source your product and negotiate, try to find the best prices. So, you know, you can you can hit up Alibaba. You can find these very cheap items. You talked about China being one of the cheapest places to find items. Once you find an item on there that you want to buy, what what's your next step going forward? So basically, you got to try to negotiate um, with with buying in bulk. Um, if if you know it's a good product and you can you know you see potential there. Um, the, the Chinese, and this is something I've learned working directly with uh, the ceramics provider. The Chinese will, they're, they're stubborn, but they will negotiate with you if you're going to buy something in bulk. Um, and this is also, I guess, why I say you need a little bit more cash to start if you're going to do it this way. Um, you you want to buy, you want to buy something in bulk. You want to negotiate. Um, you want to do research on you know, if you find a product um, and you, you know, you, you do you do your research, you go into, you know, Alibaba, you make relationships with people, you, you know, maybe find someone that want that, you know, you want to negotiate with, you got you got to negotiate. That's like very important, at least for me, what I've dealt with. Um, buying in bulk i'm used to like buying things so with the ceramics we buy things in full-size containers so we get like fucking stuff on ships coming over here um so if, if you're you know you got to have those negotiation skills that's very important um and if you can build a relationship i mean that's business if you can build a relationship with someone and you know you can you can give you can be reliable to that person they will, you know, be more open to, you know, lowering the price or, you know, that whole sort of thing. Um, and that's just like from where I come from, which is like much larger scale stuff. Um, that's very important. Being able to get in touch with those people, talk to them, you know, you make friends with someone there through Alibaba. They might have another factory in China that you can get in touch with. There's a lot, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, and I'm speaking from, from this, just from the, you know, higher level, uh, negotiation side of things. Um, I know a lot of people that are listening to this, you know, they're probably going to be, you know, on the lower end, but you know, once you can scale, you, you should be able to have good negotiation tactics and 
you know, get good deals there. Um, but I mean, in general, uh, I, I think it, I would, I would circle back to say that, you know, you, you have to have the negotiation tactics. I, I don't know about you. I don't know if you're, are you getting, are you getting supplies from China? I am. And, uh, I don't think I'm moving enough product where it's like I can really, you know, do some super hard negotiating with them. Uh, it's the thing. You really have to, like, it has to be a product that you know that you're going to be able to sell, which is difficult, it, which is why I recommend that viral launch product because it will give you all the secrets that you need to know of, like, what's going to move on Amazon at any given time, pretty much. It's basically a cheat code. Um, but you need to, you need to be able to buy in bulk to be able to negotiate out of the get go. It's, it's pretty tough with some of these guys just because there's so many people doing such large, large volume, but I I don't think people even realize that you can negotiate with these people. Um, dude. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think a lot of people, they see the price on, you know, Alibaba, they're like, I, that's the price I'm paying. That's all it is. Uh, but I think once you start to develop relationships with these people, you can really start to set not your own price, but you can be like, Hey, this is how much volume I'll be doing. This is how much business I'll be bringing you. And if you can have like some statistics to back that up, I mean, I don't know. That's, I guess that's me also speaking from a higher level, but if if you can, you know, if you start small, start small, and if you know build a relationship with that person over time, grow grow what you're doing, and you know eventually from there you you will build a relationship with that person that they will lower the price. I mean, it's not even a will they; it's when will they lower the price for you? Exactly. A, you know. And you know, it's been hard for me just because I'm constantly changing up my product, so it's a little bit more difficult. And I feel like a lot of people have experienced when they sell on Amazon is, you know, you start selling something and then it dries up shortly after and you're like, all right, on to the next one. Or you can try to figure out how to beat prices. I've kind of been the guy to just be like, hey, all right, on to the next one. I've made a decent amount of money. Next one. Let's go. Um, But okay, so you talked about, you know, finding the product through viral launch negotiating the product and you know finding it getting your prices right let's talk about you know once you get it to amazon how do you start doing some of that like seo and ranking to make sure that you're showing up like give us some tips on how to increase or i guess it would be decrease the ranking uh so that your product starts selling a little bit quicker i just want to circle back real quick and say if uh anybody needs help with like negotiation templates or like anything like that i have quite a few i can help you out my dms are open hit me up um i was gonna say we'll have we'll have a link to your twitter uh people can hit you up if they have any questions on this uh to everyone out there you know this isn't something he's just gonna be like giving out all the information for um come with pointed questions come with questions that you've done research on i hate getting dms how do I start selling on Amazon? It's like, dude, there Never is. What do I sell on Amazon? Huh? <laughs> hey, man, what do I sell on yeah, Amazon? Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. these, it, it, these very broad, you know, overarching questions. And you get a bunch of them. Like when I put this episode out or said that I was going to be putting this episode out, 
hundreds of DMs. Hey man, how do I sell on Amazon? What do I do? And it's like, don't, don't come with those kind of questions. So for anyone, please don't harass art with, you know, very simple questions like that. Uh, but I do appreciate that you're saying that people can come and they can talk to you. You've got these sort of negotiation templates to hand out. Uh, so I really appreciate that, but, uh, sorry to cut you off there. No, no worries. Um, uh, what were you saying? I'm sorry. What was your last question? Uh, so, you know, once you kind of get the product, you get the pricing down, talk to us about how you get it ranked on Amazon so that you can successfully sell it. Yeah. So this is kind of my, uh, specialty, uh, with the companies I've been working for. Um, so I guess basically to give a background, um, so Amazon's Amazon has like a search algorithm that is like kind of uh, refer. I guess in our industry is referred to as the A nine um, that basically handles all the SEO for the company. Um, SEO is search engine optimization for people that don't know. Um, they you know again just to stress. Amazon only cares about one thing. Bottom line is selling as efficiently as possible to million, millions of customers. Um, so I guess we'll start off with like ranking factors. Um, you can you can you can influence your like product rank with obviously the use of strategic keywords and um, other things like that. So basically, the most important thing in my opinion, for SEO on Amazon is the title, product title. Um, you really want to include your brand name in the title, which is something a lot of the companies I was uh, consulting for ha weren't doing. Your like your brand name should always be in the title. This is, of course, again, I'm speaking from a high level, um, but I guess to relate it down to the smaller seller, it should be very descriptive of what your product does um, you know, if there's a specific, uh, I don't know, ingredient or a specific material, uh, say that specify colors or s size, things like that. Um, you know, uh, so that's kind of the basics of the title. Um, the seller name, that's kind of another thing. If you, if you're trying to build a brand, I guess you want to, you want to kind of mention your, your name. That way you'll get more organic search results um, through through the Amazon search. So uh, that's pretty important too, in my opinion. Um, the other thing which I is very important is like backend keywords. So like those are essentially like hidden keywords um, that will be used to like show your product on the first page of Amazon. Um, basically you want you want to not repeat too many words there. You want to avoid quotes. Don't include too many variations of the same word. And I should say, Amazon, when you go to list the product on Amazon, there's an entire section for keywords um, and that whole sort of related thing when you list the product. Um, you also should have a very compelling ad copy. And this is something too I, I'm pretty um, proficient with is uh, marketing copy. Basically, you want to describe your product uh, as best as you can over the top. You want to you want to make sure you're using good keywords to accurately reflect the product, what it does, the features of it. Um, there's tons of keyword research tools that you can use. 
to do this to help you find what competitors um, are are using. One I really like is called SEMrush, S-E-M Rush. Uh, that's a really good tool to find keywords, and you can actually look up uh, competitors and what they're doing. It's it's a crazy tool. It's another crazy tool that's like I can't believe that it exists. But you can basically like you can basically like look up your competitor you can like link to their page and like find what keywords they're using um it's another cheat code um so that's really cool that's a really good tool semrush um and then of course your price that's something you got to be always on top of you know you know if you're charging way too much you're not going to sell uh you don't want to charge too little because then you're going to lose out so you really have to stay on top of that kind of research of like where pricing's at, um, you know, that's kind of important. Um, another thing is basically, which, which another thing I'm very proficient with, uh, is product photography and, uh, pictures of the product. So the way Amazon works basically is you need at least in my, from what I've experienced, you need at least seven photos of the product. Um, this is great if you're a photographer or you, you are, you know, can buy a fucking DSLR or some $200 camera, set up a white backdrop and take photos of the product. Um, I guess it's a little bit, uh, I, let me rephrase that. I guess you would want, you would want to either, if you, if you're proficient with photography, you should, you should take your own product photos. You can, you know, there's there's places in India where you can send the fucking product out to and they'll photograph it for you against the white backdrop. They'll do all the editing for you and it's cheap as shit. So that's another hack. Uh, but the the product photos are very important to how Amazon ranks. They have very strict guidelines with that. And I've learned that from listing thousands of products. Um, you want to have as many photos of the product as possible. If you're selling, and this is another hack, if you're selling a product you want to list the features right so you want to basically show what the product does so you you want to maybe create spec sheets uh, if it's uh you know uh, a ceramic product or a home product you want to uh create maybe like uh some simple graphic design images that show the features that kind of thing those will really boost help boost your sales because you got to think about it. You're selling to idiots. You want to, you uh, maybe that's the wrong. No, word. no. Wanna, the the amazing. average everyday American is what most people right. consider as an idiot. Yeah. So no, you're right. I think the yeah the most important part is you want to show the product to its utmost potential. So for example, uh, ceramics, furniture, that kind of stuff. You want to show the product in a lifestyle shot. Um, if you can get in touch with a photo studio in China to photograph the product, I have a lot of connections with photo studios in China. Hit me up again. My DMs are open. Um, you can show this product in a dream setting, which is like really what I was doing with the ceramics was having these products photographed in like the ultimate, like, uh, modern design, uh, bathroom. So like for, for our toilets, we would, you know, send it out. We would send the product out. We'd send a sample out to uh, a photo studio in Shenzhen, have them photograph it in a setting. 
you know, so the toilet's there, there's a sink, there's a mirror, you know, just a very clean, modern bathrooms setting. People want to see that. They see that and they think, oh, they get, they get very, um, you know, it's almost like a, a, a dream to them. They're like, oh, my bathroom could look like that. So they're very inclined to buy the product. Now, this goes for anything, you know, um, well, maybe not anything, but it depends upon what you're selling. Again, if it's a life a lifestyle product, you really want to showcase that. You really want to, you know, bolster that up. So the, the product images are very important to being able to sell the product good. And I mean, if it's just like a gadget or something, um, I mean, maybe this doesn't go so much for like toys and things, but, you know, other stuff can, you know, you can really highlight the product features. Let's say you're selling, I don't know, um, a fucking uh, back patio solar powered light. You you want to have photos of the of the product, but you also want to have a photo that showcases all of the features. That way people aren't, you know, having to scroll down to see like, oh, what, what is featured on this product? Does, uh, does this, um, you know, how many watts is the bulb, blah, 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 blah. You know, what like that kind of thing. You really want to like get that up out front and images are your best way to do that. Um, so that's, that. I think personally, I think the image, the images are the most important thing to, uh, you know, kind of sell a product. And like, for example, when I was, so I was doing also art direction for these uh, photo studios in China. Um, and basically when some, like, like I said before, when someone sees that they, they are sold pretty much out the gate. If it looks nice, if it's, you know, a warm presenting image, they, they will take highly to that. And like, we were finding our images were being like reblogged on Pinterest as like dream bathroom, you know, uh, modern bathroom, like that kind of stuff. So like, if you have good creative, your product's going to sell itself. And this is another to harken back to like when I was working for the ceramics company, they were doing a lot of these photos and the product was selling itself. We, we almost didn't even need to do advertising because the product was, the product images were so appealing to people that they would just buy it based on that alone. So, you know, if you can get good creative, it's very important. Yeah, completely um, agree. I mean, like, think about, you know, just like your general search, like when you go to look for a product on Amazon, say you want to buy something, you type in, you know, toilet, you look at the first maybe five or 10, the toilet, maybe not, because it's, you know, a much more used item. But like, if it's something very small, that's around the house, you scroll the first couple items, whichever one looks nice and clean, gets your emotions kind of going. You look through the pictures, you're not reading through, you know, the a page of description the photo is really the thing that draws you in um and i don't think enough thoughts put into how you set up your photos if you go to amazon and you search toilet the first like in the first like three rows is the company that i consult with because they have such a good product image it's one of the cheapest on there and you know that's really what people want they want they want to see that oh, this is what my bathroom could look like, or like, oh, this is what, you know, my house could look like. It depends on the product you're selling, I guess, to an extent, but uh, I worked extensively with this company to market these products, and that's kind of what my takeaway was. You know, you, you have a very good setting shot, which shows the product in its environment. You have 
spec sheets, feature sheets to, sh to highlight, you know, the features of the product. That's very important. You can't just like list the product with one photo. I mean, I don't know. I guess if it's like, this is different because it's like, to it's like toilets and ceramics and things like that. But like, you know, uh, I guess if I was to harken back to the coffee company that I worked for, um, what we did there, since you can't, you know, it's coffee, it's just beans, can't really show it. Uh, I mean, you can show it in a lifestyle, which is like kind of what we did through the Amazon A+, um, which we can talk about as well. Do you, are you familiar with that? Do you use that on your products? No, I do not. Okay, so Amazon A+, is basically their... I don't know how you would even say it. Like they're, I guess like they're extended uh, feature to, for you to talk, to hype up the product. So it's free, which is awesome uh, for any product you use. It's very easy to do. They have templates already set up for you. It's kind of strict um, where, you know, you have choices, but it's within Amazon's limits of what they dictate. Uh, but you basically can set up text walls, images, um, you know, you give an overview of the brand, um, you talk up your product, you show off your product images, and you can you can apply that to all, all of your products. Um, so it doesn't have to be specific to one. I mean, if you're selling, you know, if you're a brand, again, I'm coming this, from this as a selling for, for brands, uh, you, you know, you basically just hype up your brand. So if, if you have a niche with like, you know, a certain type of product that's in the same family, you can really, you can really utilize that. That's also not to knock it. I mean, if you want to do it for individual products, you should, because it will boost your search ranking on Amazon, 110%. No questions that that gets priority over any product that doesn't have it. So if you are selling something that other people are selling and you can, you can have good photos, you can have, you know, features if if that is applicable to what you're selling um you shouldn't have an issue there you should be able to get pretty much free marketing through that um there which is go. pretty awesome yeah okay so hold on before we go any further because you did talk about a lot there i just kind of want to recap i i've been trying to do less of these recaps but i think it's kind of important on this one there are like a couple huge things that you really need to work on uh your title your description and the photos. I think those are probably the three most important things. Um, and then you mentioned advertising very briefly. Can you just go into that pretty quickly? Like, you know, high level, um, your advertising strategy before we move on? Sure. So basically advertising, you, you would, I would say, I don't know how much I would budget for that, but you know, if it's a good product, it will sell itself. However, you you definitely want to pump some cash into ads on Amazon. Um, you can, you know, use. Uh, this is like a very. This can go down a hole, man. I could talk. <laughs> yes, yeah. See, I, I wanted this to be more of just like a high level, you know, an introduction, that so, kind of thing. Ads with positive keywords, negative keywords. So positive keywords are, uh, you know, let's say I'm selling, um, I don't know, iPhone case covers. Positive keywords would be iPhone protection, uh, cover, like, th like think in that realm of like, uh, 
phone protection. Uh, I don't know, maybe you have like some sort of cool design on it. So you could do like artistic uh, phone covers, cool phone covers, things like that. Negative keywords are things that you don't want to be associated with. So you would do, let's say for phone cases, you would do, I don't know, maybe you're, you're only selling for an iPhone case. Maybe it doesn't work for Android. You'd say you'd want Android, uh, things like that as negative keywords. So that's kind of a more broad overview of that. Uh, very, very simple layman's terms of what you'd want there. There we go. Yeah, that's perfect. I, you know, we've talked about a lot. We could talk for, you know, hours. We're already an hour in. Uh, so yeah. I, I appreciate you keeping it brief. Um, there was so much to cover there. For anyone who's listening, you probably want to give that a listen back just to get everything there. Um, now let's move forward, kind of get away from the Amazon selling maybe a little bit. I always like to ask my guests, you know, what they're most excited for in the coming 12 months. Do you have anything in your pipeline that you're super excited for? Yeah. So right now I'm consulting with this cannabis company. That's uh, the guy, the guy that owns it uh, is like best friends with, uh, I think his name is like Josh Hellman. Hedelman. He owns raw papers. Um, and this guy he owns a company, uh, uh, like a cannabis supply company that sells papers, bongs, glass, things like that online. Um, and his, so the problem with that industry right now is that people are freaking out because of the vape, like that whole vape shit with like the vitamin E oil and the THC. Um, and he has always been a rolling paper provider. Uh, he works very closely with the guy from Raw. That's the, if you go to raw's site and you look like raw, raw so raw won't sell direct to consumer, uh, which is interesting. Uh, I, I believe it's because of like regulations and things like that. But so this guy has pretty much all of raw's clients, like wholesalers, things like that under his wing. And, uh, he, he doesn't like know how to market that stuff. So I'm helping him right now, uh, to try to build more email campaigns, uh, you know, kind of do maybe host pop-ups. We're in Bushwick, New York, so it's fucking, there's ample opportunity for that kind of stuff out here. Um, and so that's something I'm really excited about because I think this brand has a lot of potential. I'm working with them. This was, I mentioned them before, they sell on Amazon under a different uh, brand name. Um, and that's just something I'm really excited about because there's a lot of potential there to grow this brand, uh, especially with the whole wave of like, I know his main competitors are like uh, Vapor Nation, uh, Vapor.com, things like that. But um, from what I understood from the guy, there's so much confusion in that industry. And it's very like, I, I guess I would say stone, like the people that work in that industry are all stoners. They don't know what the fuck they're doing kind of thing. <laughs> like, so not to knock on stoners, but, uh, you know, devil's lettuce, but, um, you know, they, you know, there's a lot of potential there. So that's some, that's a venture I'm working on right now that I'm really excited about. Um, trying to think what else what about know, like crypto. -wise? Yeah. What about like personal life crypto? Um, cause I know you don't specifically have a business, you know, a lot of people that I have on, they have their specific business. So it's usually to ask them what they've got in their pipeline for that. But for you, you know, personal crypto, what you got going on? I know you just moved. Yeah, I just moved to uh, 
Bushwick, New York, Brooklyn. Uh, my girlfriend got a promotion within her company. She took over a big store in Rockefeller Center. So she's doing her shit. I got to try to put a ring on that soon. Ooh. Especially in that fucking city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, life in general is pretty solid right now. Um, you know, crypto in general has given me the opportunity to just like kind of go where I want. So I'm not really tied down. I know like most people, if like a spouse was like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to move to the biggest city in the world. They'd be freaking the fuck out. But like, I was like, it's fine. Like I support you, babe. Like, you know, that kind of whole thing where like crypto gave me the freedom to just like, not really have to worry about stuff. Um, and then the whole Amazon stuff, consulting with companies is pretty great because, you know, I, I kind of just like do what I want when I want, you know, I, I kind of set my own hours, um, you know, work when I want, kind of do what I want, wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning, have a glass of vodka, chill, then go to work. Like, it's very cool. And I know I can't thank crypto enough for that, which is pretty cool. I know a lot of people got burned in the last cycle which sucks. Uh, but I, I, I think down the road, uh, you know, I, I would suggest at least owning one Bitcoin if you can afford it, it which is funny as fuck now, because like I was buying Bitcoin, I bought Bitcoin at $12, didn't really, you know, take it seriously until it was around like 250. But even looking back, like a few years ago, like buying at 250. Now people, people would be like, what the fuck you bought Bitcoin at $250? Like, I know I don't want to sound like contrite or like one of those fucking like influencer people shout out reptar death <laughs> to influencer but um like I don't know man buy some bitcoin keep keep hustling do what you got to do to get by like we're all going to make it bros yeah I I mean I hate to be that guy shouting you know 100k or something like that but you bought bitcoin you know originally at $12 I don't think you ever expected it to hit 19,000. Uh, so I, I think yeah. just holding some Bitcoin on the side to just see where it goes yeah. will provide. I mean, Sorry, go ahead. The hold meme, like, yeah, the hold meme gets like a lot of shit, but like, I don't know if you get like, that's for people like expecting like a quick buck, which is like retarded. Those people are idiots. Like if you're expecting like Bitcoin to go up like 50K overnight, you're an idiot. If you're, you know, putting your life savings into Bitcoin, you're probably a fucking idiot. But like, you know, if you, you know, invest reasonably, hold some and, you know, kind of just like ignore the swings, you're going to be fine, man. Like I know people that were getting involved at 3k that were like is this a stupid idea like back in december i had a few i had a few friends reach out to me like yo man should i buy bitcoin right now and i was like yeah man just like don't like buy bitcoin but just like don't be an idiot about it like you know it'll go up eventually yeah, and sure yeah. enough those people, made, those people made bank so like i don't know the, the crypto twitter sphere is very funny to me like i've been on twitter since 2011 i've been following all these people like it's so funny to me how like these people come in and like think that they're like the next like Jesus. We're like, oh, look at my trades, blah blah blah, like whatever. Like, dude, no one cares. Like, people have been in this. Like me, people have been in this for years, and we're quiet about it. Like, we don't like whatever. 
you know like it's cool we made money on it you don't need to like like i don't know i think it's a whole uh, i don't even know how to say it. it's like a whole like maybe it's like an age thing so like i'm almost 30 so like i don't know if it's like a younger generational thing where people have to like flaunt their shit but like i've never been about that um and i know like a lot of people that i follow on twitter like are not about that and that's why i respect those people um but then you have like the people coming in like fucking just like trying to like flaunt their shit and it's just like there's no need for that you're setting yourself up as a target like what like don't do that like what's wrong with you (laughs) like those people probably flaunt they're like 0.5 bitcoin and and like they act like god like it's like what like come on man i i think uh i don't know i i think some of the people who yeah go ahead uh, i think if you you know got in a little bit earlier you're not too worried about it you've made these gains uh but for some of the people who are have gotten in more recently i think they're trying to play catch up uh, they're trying to show that they have some money-making, you know, scheme or way to make money. They're trying to build up a following. There's countless ways to make money on Twitter. So I think, you know, it's it's all part of a bigger plan to make some extra money. Um, and I, I feel like some people just don't need to do that or don't want to do that, which is why they're a little bit more quiet about it. But I mean, I I, I can respect both sides of things. I'm out here. I'm kind of being a little out of pocket with my shit. Uh, more for fun than anything, uh, but I am also trying to build up right. a brand, build up a follower base, you know, get people listening to my podcast. So I, I completely understand what I'm doing, and I'm very open about it. Um, Dude, and that's the thing, though. That's why I respect you, because, like, a lot of these people are out here just grifting, man. It's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, man. Right. And I, I've done a couple episodes on this, so I don't want to get too much into that. Uh, you know, the episode episode with Reptar is great. Uh, the episode with the Vile Gang, also great. We talk about a lot of this stuff and a lot of the sneaky tactics that people on crypto Twitter pull um, and how to kind of monetize the following. Um, but, okay, you know, I, I'm stoked for you. I'm stoked for your move. Uh, you know, pin, pin the girlfriend down, put a ring on it. Um, <laughs> I, I really like that you kind of have the freedom to do as you please and uh, get to explore your passions a little bit more, which is super awesome. Uh, now, before we wrap up the episode, uh, I always like to end with just like a big overarching tip and some resources to check out. Uh, so can you give us your biggest tip for someone who wants to start selling on Amazon? And then I know you talked about Viral Launch, you talked about SEMrush. If there's any other resources that you have, uh, let's hear them now. I mean, uh, Viral Launch is incredible. Like you can have almost no skills buy the $50 a month plan and like it will help you immensely get started. And I mean, that's like such a, like in the grand scheme of things, if you're very, if you're serious about selling on Amazon, just pay the 50 bucks for at least a month, use it. It's an amazing tool. SEMrush is awesome. SEMrush is like even, SEMrush is like, I think like 10 or $15 a month. Use that. Um, They're just like basically cheat codes. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I don't know. I buy Tezos, buy fucking hot and buy Bitcoin pretty much. There we go. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to go ahead and drop a tip in, uh, for the Amazon selling side of things. I think you guys just need to start very slow, 
that's another thing I should I should have said. Like, so maybe I'm coming at this from too high of a level because I work with large brands that sell on Amazon. But like, if you're you're a like you know small guy, take it slow. You know, if you can afford to throw five hundred bucks, like a thousand would be awesome. If you can afford to like throw five hundred bucks at like sourcing product, you know, doing a little research, um, you know, it, it will it will there is like a eighty five percent chance it will be worth your while. I would say. Yeah, I mean, this industry is very competitive, but there are tools out there, and if you do the research and do the work, you can make it work. Um, a lot of people don't realize is there's just like tools that will literally tell you what to do yeah yeah what to sell you can make it very easy for yourself and i'm going to start making it much easier for myself i've just been focused on you know 15 other different things i'm getting pulled in every direction uh but no i i really appreciate it again everybody start slow if you want to get an, an introduction to this you know, 500 bucks is all you really need. A thousand if you, you know, you want to do it a little more successfully, but you don't need that much money. Um, and then my last tip, uh, I'm going to start pushing this pretty hard. Get into my discord. It has every single channel. It's based as fuck. (laughs) It's got like every single channel. Uh, there's an advertise or there's an Amazon selling and drop shipping channel. People have already been posting in it. You can pick up tips. You can ask questions. People are all willing to help each other because it's fresh and new and everyone wants to learn and build together. Uh, and I'm going to be pushing that real hard. I've been pushing the let's all build each other up as a community uh, for a while on Twitter now. And I've now created this discord. So get in there, ask questions. Let's learn together and let's make some money. Dude, I totally respect that. A lot of these fucking people are just like all in it for themselves. And, you know, you, you've got the right mindset with it where you're kind of just like out there. You want to like help raise everyone up, which is like fucking awesome, man. Really, that's really fucking cool. I really appreciate it, man. And, you know, I can't say that my motives are, you know, perfectly pure. I gain <laughs> I gain something from this as well. Uh, and. You know, I help you, you help me, you kind of scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. Uh, And I've met, even just through the podcast, you know, having people on to promote their stuff and talk about the businesses they've created. I've developed countless, you know, business relationships. I haven't used all of them, obviously, but I've picked up tips. I have those people to call on. uh, And we're all kind of working together. And I think that's the way to be the most successful in this very new and blossoming industry. Uh, so I, I'm just going to continue to preach that. Uh, and Art, I really appreciate you coming on. You've been, you know, awesome. You've given me some tips. You've given my audience a lot of tips. Hopefully we can get some people out there, start their Amazon business and start making some money. Man, hell yeah. I mean, um, my DMs are open. Hit me up if you have questions. Uh, you know, it might take me a little while to get back to you, but I'll get back to you. Yeah. So, you know. He's been great with answering DMs. He's pretty uh, responsive there. I'll have a link to your Twitter, and then I will also have links to Viral Launch and SEMrush, so you can go check those out. Uh, And again, man, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Charles. It was a pleasure, man. Right on. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, the show's for you guys. I make it for you guys. 
Um, and it wouldn't happen without you guys. So I really do want to thank you for that. Um, and you know, if you found anything in this episode helpful or any of the previous episodes that I've put out, um, can you just do me a huge favor and leave us a review? Um, it would really help us out. Um, and then on top of that, uh, could you also share it with any friends, family, uh, anyone on social media? You know, if, if there's something that spoke to you in any of these episodes, I would really appreciate it if you could do that for us. Um, so thanks again for listening and uh, hope to see you next episode.